Howdy, and welcome to the FPL Jingle, the same show with a new format. In episode 26, we'll be talking about the most Spurs week that was, the title race being resurrected, and Arsenal making a stab at taking back their historic fourth place spot. We'll also do the usual league and fantasy football updates. Let's get this show on the road. Alright, let's wade into a new show format. Uh, we're changing it up in that I'm going to try and host it and have guys who know a bit about football giving me all their knowledge and helping me make my fantasy football team. That's not exactly it. But with me are, as usual, Stephen Meiselbach. How are you, Steve? I'm well, Owen. How are you? I'm good. Excited. I'm excited about changes and Changing up the show and getting more people involved. Uh, also with us is Steve Lines. How are you, Steve? I'm good, on. Always a pleasure to be the second Steve. That's great to hear. Uh, we'll have to come up with names for you guys because uh, two Steves is going to get confusing. Have you? What are, I'm Steve what's your middle names? Steve. Oh, there Steve and oh. Steve. Although actually mm-hmm. on our um, chore rota, um, I was formerly Ugly Steve upgraded to beautiful steve and then steven meisel back to yeah just to avoid some confusion is then funny steve uh the one who was formerly beautiful steve um <laughs> uh, yeah that's gonna be nice so we're gonna have a few other panelists or guests on the show we have everton fan paddy and man united fan tyg and other fans lined up so that'll be nice you deliberately um, leave Nav connell's name yeah i've decided that we won't have him Oh, okay, it's just fair the, it's the smell is too much. I'll tell the children. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like, so for the, the people that do appear in the show, we're gonna we're gonna get the reaction of how their week went, and we're gonna have some tears and some laughs about that. Uh, we're going to take a, a kind of a longer look at the Premier League. The guys are going to look at a game each for us, and they're going to give us some juicy details. We're also going to do a little segment. We used to do our favorite attacks and defenses. We're going to do a little segment segment where we have three consensus high point potential things for the week that's coming, but also three Ooh, spicy. That boys. sounds sexy. I like the way you said that. That's that's definitely a, like loads of people are going to pick up on that. Whatever you just said, I've already forgotten. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> do you, do you want a name for the going. segment? Uh, well, I mean, like, no, we'll, we'll we'll workshop it, maybe. But I mean, Jesus, I thought it was <laughs> workshop it. <laughs> We're gonna get the guys down. We're gonna do a brainstorm. <laughs> We're gonna get a whiteboard out. Get the whiteboard out. Oh Put the God, I fucking love on. the whiteboard. Uh, yeah. yeah, but like, I don't know. What did you even call it? The segment with with three concise attacks or something? I don't know. Three consensus bankers. Three definite high point things that are coming up in the week three high point things they're so high this, they're so high in the yeah. sky it's it's unbelievable i mean this 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 new fucking format just has me down the fucking drain <laughs> <laughs> but also yeah yeah so three that we agree on yeah loads of points and then one each where we're like that's a bold strategy this my, yeah well, a nice little bold strategy and then we'll review the upcoming fixtures and we'll we'll just give each other abuse about our teams. So I think we should just get stuck in, see how the format goes. Uh, thanks for joining me, guys. Um, how are ye in general? How was your weekend, Steve? One, Steve M. 
Uh, yeah, good. I absolutely thrashed Mark Gary and sent him back to the Shadow Realm, so I can't really complain too much. That's nice. Steve Lyons. Um, were we talking just general weekend or uh, game week here? Because um, I had a pretty good one Is there for life both. outside of fantasy football? Is there life of outside of fantasy football? You're my life outside of fantasy football, Steve. No. <laughs> He's just like, you know, take bats together in the house or something. Or, you know, like he tucks, tuck, tuck Steve in into bed there. Ah, uh, no, no. No, we keep, no, but the showers are separate, but the bed tucks are very real. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I can't sleep myself if I don't have a few minutes of seeing Steve kind of sound and snug in dreamland. I'd be twisting and turning all night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's move along and get ourselves into a proper look at uh, the week in Fantasyland. A quick look at the Jingle the Jester Memorial League. We rarely get the name of our league on this, so I said I said I'd pop that in there. Uh, the results from this week: I got a twenty-point win over Gary, seventy points to fifty. Really high-scoring week this one. Andy Harrington then lost 44 to 48. Cahill is on a title or a playoff position run. Connell McMullen scored 71 to Mark Lahasy's 38. Connor with a fairly high 64 still lost to Paddy Brennan 71. John scores 56 to beat Tiggs 35. Mitchell Barr on a high 64 loses to Porrick Sheehan's highest score of the week 82. Uh, Steve Lines and Owen Dillon draw in a very spicy affair. We'll get a bit from you on that one, Steve. Uh, Steve Meiselbach beats Mark Gary, which was, uh, you know, the game of the week, as we'd called out in the last pod, 80-64. And Thomas Ivory gets a win over Team Autodraft Ray Foley, 47-34. So, Steve Lines, I'm going to start with you. The ending of your matchup with Owen was fairly fucking spicy. How'd you get on? Um, I got on very well. Um, obviously, you can kind of hear a bit of glee in my voice, and you might. Some people might be wondering, "Hey, this guy only drew," uh, but um, it's very much a, a point gained. I absolutely ended up robbing. I suppose not even an own, more so the rest of the league. Um, basically, the big You're a stone. Bastard, man. Yes, yes, I am, and um, I'm enjoying that role currently. Um, I see why Paddy does it a bit. You know, it's, it's fun. <laughs> Uh, but um, Mane with 19 points on um, Owen Dillon at Liverpool fans bench. Um, definitely a big, uh, <laughs> big swing when you when you, when there's nothing in it. And um, then right at the death of the game uh, of the game week, um, his goalkeeper Jose Sa um, ended up scoring an own goal, so that gave him negative two points, negative one for uh, conceding a second, and also. Um, so yeah, he, that was a, a minus three for him. So to get the draw, um, yeah, Steve Bastard man, league hate. There's there's a, there's a couple more things as well. Like Emil Smith Rowe suddenly got sick and didn't play in that game, which I imagined he would have if he was fit. Uh, Virgil Van Dijk scored a header for you against Leeds in injury time when Liverpool were already five nil up. 
Emerson Royale got subbed off against Burnley after 65 minutes where Spurs went on to concede and lose the game but it gave you the clean sheet points so I think you're underselling yourself on how lucky is, you were to this get this draw like this is oh, the luckiest it, draw I think I might ever see in my life to be honest Steve I left those out because I wanted to hear you say it because that was just music to my ears <laughs> That was fucking filth, Stephen. Um, although I do like, um, I do, we... I do like the strike partnership of Armando Brogia, Romelu Lukaku, two two pointers up there that you have. Yeah, that's actually both my first round picks in a way because um, I actually use Broja as my Lukaku uh, placeholder, um, so I'm just trying to stick them together and see if I can get one striker out of them. Maybe he sits on his shoulders. Steve M then you had a big game against Mark uh, this was really a, a playoff push decider or six pointer and you won uh, how 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 are you feeling Ah yeah great sure like I think I talked a, I talked a big game uh, coming into this matchup against Mark and then I think on the Saturday I was just bored on Saturday morning and I proceeded to make a bunch of memes about Mark Gary and I proceeded to put them into the chat one hour <laughs> one hour on the hour uh, <laughs> and uh, that that was a bit of fun um, but I wasn't uh, having much fun after the end of the weekend because I think I was down 8 uh, still with the midweek games to play but then the Liverpool boys showed up big time for me uh, Matip with a goal and a clean sheet um, Robertson with uh, an, a, an ass- two assists and a clean sheet um, and then I had Salah for two goals and an assist Three, that just really... three goals, how are you? Oh, sorry, yeah, there was the one against Norwich. I was just talking about the Leeds game. Ah. Uh, yeah, 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 three goals in, in the two games and the, and the assist. So that was massive for me because, um, like, Mark Gary did actually put up big a big enough score, 64. Like, he had Weghorst for 11, Lacazette for 10, Sancho for 8, uh, Van Dijk for 14. And then he had Connor Roberts on his bench for another 14. He wavered him in, but for some reason didn't play him. Don't know why, but anyway. Um, but even if he had played him instead of someone like Kyle Walker, who only got one point, I still would have won by two points. So, um, yeah, like, um, I also had the lads come off the bench, like Thiago Silva came off the bench for, um, I can't remember who was it, um, but they didn't play anyway. St. Max, maybe. So, yeah. St. Max was in Yeah, St. Max, yeah. man. Yeah, that was it. So, um, yeah, very happy. Very, very happy. It kind of, it, it kind of brings me a bit closer to the two EE. Um, like, obviously, Paddy's still hot on my tail, but it gives me, apart from Paddy, it gives me a bit of breathing room to the other lads. So, yeah, Merrick will be sickened with that. He was talking a big game also, um, and it's, it kind of fell apart there. 64, he'd be disappointed to have lost with a 64. Um, fucking super high scoring week uh, and yeah myself and Gary shared 120 points between us as well I beat him 70-50 we both had Allison for 11 points he had Van Dyke with 14 uh, Ruben Neves with 8 but that's you know I think it was all pretty much blanks for him outside of that uh, luckily I had Ruben Diaz Mane Son um, a share of points from midfield Bernardo Silva bit disappointed I didn't get an Arsenal clean sheet after we called it out in the pod last week. I also left Gallagher on my bench for 10 points, but I, this this week was never in trouble, even, even with the Van Dyke goal and everything. I was, I was comfortable all week long, so it was nice to get that done. Uh, do you have Diaz Do you have Diaz or Laporte or both? Because uh, Laporte is on your team here. Uh, I have both. 
DS is on my bench. Oh, so you didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't play a DS. Yeah, yeah. yeah I have both. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Crush Gary. There was there was never in question. Delighted with that one. So let's move along to the standings. Um, I did it in the reverse last time, but I think I'll go back to convention this time around. Uh, oh, I wonder why. I thought it went kind of okay last time, but you know, I just I change it up every week. But I start in ninth this time. <laughs> what? So myself, and go which way? Go upwards and then go back to eighteenth and what? Yeah, yeah, like I don't know. Maybe do maybe do, I'll, so, I'll do yeah. first twice and come we'll go back down again. No, anyway, <laughs> I'm on top. I have nineteen wins and a draw. Steve, you're just behind me. You have eighteen wins and two draws. That's Steve Lines. You're you're just a fixture behind me. Steve M, your five win streak puts you in third. Seventeen wins and two draws. Um, four points. A fixture behind me. Yeah, yeah. It's. The... It'd be interesting now if you two played each other at some stage in the future. It'd be spicy as fuck. Yeah, we do. We play each other, I think, in week 32. That could be important. If things go terribly wrong for you, Steve Lines. Um, I don't think I'm that far. I'm not as comfortable as I once was, and I have a lot of six-pointers coming up. Um, so hopefully I just batter anyone I face in those. <laughs> or, just... or look your way out. Sounds pretty Batter likely. look out. I just batter my team and look. Actually, that's it's a nice little coat, and I put on all my players, and that's why I, <laughs> you cover them in Lucky Charms. <laughs> Basically, uh, the sugar really gets them going. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's all of us on the pod uh, in the table. So um, I don't think I need to go through the rest of the table, do I? Oh, I will. <laughs> yeah. So we have Paddy in fourth on fifty-one, Connell in fifth on forty-nine, Mark in sixth on forty-eight. Um, yeah, so like Mark's in sixth on 48, and he's, uh, what's that, five points behind me. So, you know, kind of kind of, kind of of losing his way there, because Con- uh, Cahill Connolly's right behind him in, in seventh with 46. So another slip-up for Mark, and he goes back to seventh. And I'd love to you know, see Cahill uh, Connolly I, doing something. So would I. Um, so, like, you know, and to see Mark Gary slip further into obscurity would, would, be, would be pretty nice <laughs> as well, so... Um, actually yeah you know what that's as far down as I wanted to read so I'm happy out <laughs> uh, Porik uh, is holding up those two guys there he's 45 points just a point behind goal Tyg is uh, in ninth now on 40 points well that's even after a loss Tyg yeah no, he, he probably won't get beyond that Connor has on a three last streak he has 40 points in 10th John Scanlon's in 11th with 37 Mitch is in 12th with 36 Mark Classy in 13th with 34, and Thomas in 14th with 33. Um, so these these all these boys are fighting to maybe try to get into 8th, um, or at least at least 12th, um, because or else they're just down, down in that bottom playoff, which isn't nice. Um, and any of them really could make it as far as 8th. Well, they definitely make it as far And the, the bottom four are kind of lost. The two Leitrim lads, Owen Dillon and, and Andy Harrington, have six wins and five wins respectively so it's not looking too good down that end of the table uh any closing words on the standings boys before we move along no um will i give a quick update on the european tables do and the cup do please yeah so we have one is am i correct in saying there's one game week left on for europe one in europe 
Yeah, so uh, in the Champions League, uh, Connell is out in front on 318 points. Uh, you're in second on 292. Very tough to make up with one game week left. I'd imagine Connell probably has that. There's a big drop-off then <clears throat> to Porik, and who's on 253. Mark's on 242. John is in 238. And then a drop-off even further again to Owen Dillon on 176. So unless you can do something massive um, in the final game week, it looks like Connell's going to win the Champions League, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, um, I thought 70 would have been a nice score, and then I was like, oh, fuck's sake, he's, he's even got one more than me. So it's hmm. uh, be very tough. I don't, um, but I, I'll do it. Don't, don't, don't worry. <laughs> uh, that last game week for me has been has been huge because I think I was about 15 points behind Cahill Connolly, and I think now I am 18, 18 points ahead. So that's been a massive Disgusting. for me. So I'm in front on on three fifteen, Cahill's in second on two ninety seven, Mitch then further down on two hundred and forty three, Paddy two forty one, Steve Lyons two thirty four, and Ray one seventy nine. So it's pretty much a straight fight between me and Cahill on the final week, I think. Yeah, well well Cahill needing eighteen points there, Mitch is way off, but uh it's I I believe Cahill you know he likes his he likes his outside of league competitions so you never know <laughs> he does he does love a cup run mm. he loves a deep run in the cup uh, and then to, to cap sorry go I, ahead Steve he's a big hitter as well you know like he, like let's say you got 80 this week and he got 48 he, that could be the other way around the final week of Europe with his um, City and kind of United contingent um, fixture dependent yeah, yeah, I haven't looked ahead to the game week, but um, to, to he's see... A, he's a big bash, that fella. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then to cap it off, then, we have the Conference League. So we have Gary out in front on that on 234. Connor Skeen's very closely behind him on 230. Tyg close again, 229. Then there's a drop-off then to Andy in 196. Thomas, 192. And Mark Clossy, 188. So three-way shootout for that final spot there. So it'll be interesting to see I am um, who can win the, the inaugural conference league. I am sick of watching Tig bottle your European competitions. He's a fucking <laughs> disgrace. Like he's thirty on the highest points week we've seen. He scores a thirty-five. I mean, oh my god! Courtney should. Is the Tig bashing ever going to stop in this podcast? I don't think so. I'm kind of glad about it. We should get Courtney to run this man's team because he's a fucking (laughs) bottle job. Like that that season in the league. Um, Very good. Get the coin. Yeah, um, and then just just a very quick note then. The cup, uh, the semi-finals of the cup, we did the draw for that, albeit in controversial circumstance, but (laughs) drawn nonetheless. Uh, Paddy will play Owen Dillon and Con- Mark will play Connell in game week which Owen 31 28 28 the fo- 28 e- and then the final is game week 31 isn't correct. it correct correct grand so it's on the record now this is it's podcast episode 26 this is our <laughs> this is us keeping track of things because we definitely didn't just forget and have to go back and search through podcasts That'd be and try and find out what the results were <laughs> that'd be really embarrassing Am- amateur alone. Yeah, thank God yeah, we didn't yeah. do that. Yeah, let's... Anyway, moving swiftly on. Match week 26, the week the title race was resurrected. Let's take a look at the results that caused that. West Ham and Newcastle drew one all. Arsenal beat Brentford 2-1. Brighton lost to Burnley 3-0. Liverpool beat Norwich 3-1. 
Southampton beat Everton 2-0 and Watford beat Villa 1-0. Chelsea returned to the Premier League and had a win against Crystal Palace 1-0. Tottenham managed a win against City in a crazy 3-2. Man United then went on to beat Leeds 4-2. And Wolves beat Leicester 2-1. Burnley then beat a very Spurs team uh, 1-0. And Palace beat Watford 4-1. Liverpool got 6 over Leeds. And to end the week, Arsenal beat Wolves 2-1 uh, on the buzzer. So, uh, Steve Lines, you were going to cover this one for us. Yeah, so um, Arsenal-Wolves is you know, a, kind of a rematch of um, only a couple of weeks ago. Um, I mean, I've been very much like the game um, that Arsenal won 0 a couple of weeks ago. This was a kind of a fiery, intense contest. Um, you can see the players really kind of it was fresh in the memory for them and um, that kind of showed from the the start Wolves very much looking to get revenge and were pressing Arsenal high, Arsenal never kind of really settled in those first 10 minutes and um, Gabriel trying to play um, a back pass um, to Aaron Ramsdale didn't really give it a full look in terms of seeing what was around him, uh, Ramsdale or give it enough um, in terms of the strength of pass. Um, Wang Hee Chan uh, during the press then rounded Ramsdale very well and just had um, an empty net to roll the ball into even although an acute um, angle. Um, from there for a lot of the rest of the first half was just Wolves being a very strong organised defensive side which they've proven to be this year and Arsenal very much struggled to uh, break them down and get any clear cut chances um, that was eventually the tail of the game until Arsenal made a couple of uh, attacking subs um, Cedric came off at right back and Enketia and Pepe um, entered the fray um, and the two of them combined for the equaliser on the 82nd minute and um, it was some good play from Arsenal down the right and Enketia slipped it back to uh, Nicolas Pepe who turned very much like Lacazette tries to but actually was able to get a good shot off in time and slipped it in uh, the near post pass uh, um, that really kind of brought the game uh, finally to life and Arsenal kind of after seeing the ball go in the net gained confidence and eventually, after wearing down uh, Wolves for another 10 to 15 minutes in stoppage time, Lacazette just broke down the right-hand side of the Wolves penalty box and uh, was, to my delight, able to assist Jose Isa with an own goal while he was attempting to shoot for the far top corner. Um, I think that the performance from both teams is very much how they've played this season although Wolves not keeping a clean sheet but again just trying to soak up pressure and they did look for long periods like they were going to be successful in that and then just Arsenal lacking a bit of fluency and cutting edge in the attack but lucky to escape with the 2-1 and ultimately a big big win uh, in that Champions League race yeah, Arsenal tend not to do it easy. Where, where are they right now? So I have two Arsenal fans. They're fifth on. Meet me. They're fifth I'm, on. I'm not, one point I, behind. I, I, yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that they're fifth and they're one point behind United uh, with two games in hand. 
Yeah. So I, I, um, I intended on a much broader question in what how are Arsenal right now? It's it's as good an Arsenal as we've seen in a number of years, I'd say. Um, but but are, are they contenders for anything at the moment? Um, I think they're up for the top four. I think they're well in it. Um, I think the it, while it might not be the best Arsenal we've seen in the last few years in terms of like fluidity, it's definitely the most together Arsenal. Like this, to put it in context, in the last forty-five games Wolves have played, where they've been ahead, they've gone on to win thirty-nine of them and draw six. So, for Arsenal to to pull this win out of the bag was very much against the odds, and um, Wolves after getting that early goal we're sitting just in the, the low block five at the back uh willing to make arsenal kind of work for it they were arsenal were having to do a lot of lofted balls into the box because they weren't able to do stuff on the ground they were missing stuff in the final third but i think they had enough quality in the end i think steve made a great point in that the two lads coming off the bench made a great impact with Inketia and, and pepe um I think Pepe said that Arteta said that Pepe came back from the AFCON looking like almost a brand new player so you hope that he's going to be able to con- contribute something given the fact that Arsenal paid £72 million pounds for him but um, I think the fact that we have that front four of uh, Lacazette, Martinelli, Odegaard Saka, Smith Rowe that kind of uh, can rotate around and move to different areas of the pitch if needs be um, I think I think with the two games in hand and I think the way the other teams are playing I think that's important as well I think we're in with a very good chance of top four good good news for Arsenal this week uh, Steve M you uh, were going to cover the Liverpool Leeds game for us uh, at Trashing yeah yeah. Uh, this one was not much of a contest almost from the off well I say that but within the first like 10 minutes or so there was a dodgy back pass to uh, Van Dijk well it was from it was from Van Dijk to Allison, but Allison kind of made a meal of it and it was too slow and Dan James being like Sonic the Hedgehog nearly <laughs> pounced on it but uh, um, Allison did just about enough to get the ball away otherwise Liverpool were in real trouble but I think that was kind of the wake up call that they needed because then after that they kind of just turned on the turned on the Jets um Robertson down the left uh, tries to put a cross into the box. It hits the uh, arm of Stuart Dallas. The referee gives a penalty. Salah tucks it away 1-0. And that, from that point on, there was just no turning back. Three minutes later, Firpo gets a yellow card. So you've got a left back on Salah who's on a yellow card for the next 70 minutes of the game. There was only ever going to be one conclusion there. Um, Chal Matip goes on one of those Rudiger-type runs, except unlike a Rudiger-type run, it actually ends in a goal. Um, Salah getting the assist for that a lovely first uh, one touch finish inside the box um, Salah then plays a lovely through ball to Mane splitting the centre backs and Mane um, through one on one with the keeper is brought down by Luke Ayling who uh, gives away the penalty which Saka, or sorry not Saka <laughs> Salah dispatches and so we're 3-0 at the half and you're thinking what are, what, what are, uh, what are Leeds going to do and so what Leeds decide to do is make two changes at half time bringing on Tyler Roberts and Shackleton for a click and Rodrigo and doesn't really do much for them um, if I'm honest uh, Liverpool kind of just kind of kept pressuring them and they kept kept possession of the ball up until the 80th minute Mane gets a, gets a goal with a really nice assist from Jordan Henderson um, who's, who's kind of adding a, a new dimension to his game with those kind of um, assists and key passes um, uh, he then gets another one in the 90th minute uh, or at a time 
uh, Mane. It's comes. It's a scrappy one. I think there's a a ball comes in from the left or a shot, and he and it's saved by Melier. But Mane's there. Mane on the spot to put put it in. Uh, and then uh, in added time, there's the Van Dyke goal that I talked yes. about. Robertson whips in across from the left hand side, and Van Dyke loses uh, stroke and is like I, I guess I think there's five yards of space all around him. And nobody follows him, and he's and he just heads it into the net, easy as you like, six nil. Uh, Leeds just look completely bereft of ideas, um, any sort of morale, and you just wonder where they go from here yeah, um, in terms uh... of their fight to stay in the Premier League. But the other thing to note is that, um, given that City's result against Spurs, which we'll get to in a second, I think Liverpool Klopp wanted to make a point of trying to say that this title race is on puts out a strong side and absolutely crushes Leeds and they're kind of back in it now yeah an, an absolute clinic from from Liverpool I was going to ask are, are Leeds getting relegated this year they're three points outside um, and, and and really the, the relegation race is, is just as exciting as the race for top four at the moment I think uh, even Burnley getting that win over Spurs there I'd fucking love to see Burnley go down I'm sick of the sight of them um, but yeah, we'll move along quickly to the City and Spurs game. Uh, Spurs uh, having a polar opposite of weeks in in that Conte says at one stage he has the best players in the world, and then he ha- talks about when he when he's leaving. But uh, maybe that is just very Conte. Oh, just a second, I fucking lost it. What? Do you mind just cutting this section out? Well, I'm gonna to have to. What's up? Not started. Yeah. Yeah. So a game I I thought that changed a lot on the half hour mark. So uh, Spurs, although tried to play the exact same throughout the game, kind of did it to varying degrees of success. So they're set up extremely defensively with 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 the back five, kind of a five four one or or a five three two even at times, but. When it played it as the five four one, we'll move on. At the start of the game, they get they get a counter attacking goal through Dejan Kulusevski. Young Min Son gets the assist, and then Ilkay Gundogan scores in the thirty third minute. This after Man City having uh, six or seven shots in in around a ten minute period there around the twenty minute mark, and Spurs really looking like a team that were going to be absolutely made mince meat of. Um, but to be fair, even before Gundogan had scored, the game had settled. City weren't actually dominating in, in the same way. They got that goal and they went into half time. And had you only seen the last 10 minutes before half time, you, you would have said the game might be in the balance. So Kane then gets a bit more company going forwards. Son and Kulusevski seem to be a touch closer to him. And the ball not just being bouncing off him and, and, and going back to a City defender. Instead, he's able to move it around or someone's running up to him and playing an easy pass. Uh, Spurs then go on the 60th minute, uh, score a counter-attacking goal, a lovely move. Uh, Son to a Kane header, I think I remember. And then and uh, after the 90th minute, then Maris scores a penalty to make it 2-2. And uh, reminders of that Champions League, Champions League semi-final, Spurs come back at the death, uh, scoring 3-2. Uh, Spurs also having a disallowed goal for Harry Kane in this game. So this one, I, I, this, this is one of the best games I've watched now in a long time because it 
it changed so much over time in that I really I really thought Spurs were dead and buried there around the 20th minute mark and I was thinking this is an absolutely chronic team uh, with no answers for uh, a Man City who do look very good but I, I didn't think would have provided much in, in, in any game the way they were playing uh, playing with a with a isolated forward so that didn't look too hot so uh, Steve Lyons with the benefit of having watched or, ha- or being aware of the Burnley result as well do you think Spurs are kind of on an upwards trend or is it same old same old I think it is very much kind of the same old same old um Obviously, you know, Conte um, is set up to kind of be a very solid and kind of, even though he, he didn't like it, it being said about the performance on Saturday, they are counter-attacking. So kind of coming away from with a result from um, against a team like City isn't kind of totally, you know, beyond their realm. But then, conversely, when they're the better team with the better players and they're supposed to kind of impose their will on the other team they can't and that's how uh, Burnley won um, so I think that there's kind of shades of um, United kind of a couple of years ago where it's they can go beat the big teams but when the impetus is on them to go out and beat someone they don't really have the attacking play style um, to do it although they do have kind of some great players, great attacking players, and Son and Kane, who have equaled um, Lampard and Drogba's um, goal combination record. Um, they've assisted or scored off each other's goals thirty-six times now. Just a little tidbit. Nice stat. We'll keep you, Steve. We'll keep you for your stats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That's it's an interesting point. I'd, I'd, you'd love to see Spurs kind of play well well I, I know two arsenal fans wouldn't but why uh, why would i want to see spurs play well again i'd, I'd love to see son and kane play well at least but uh ah look it's just spurs squad isn't good enough for what conte wants them to do um like this this style that they had set up for spur for city is perfect for them like uh, pep has lost to the last four spurs managers in a row and it's not a coincidence. It's because they know how they need to play against Man City to get the result that they need. And I think we were we were discussing that in the group chat, like saying like, "Oh, this isn't sustainable," and "Oh, this is terrible to watch from them." But like, it's exactly what they were planning to do, and it's exactly what worked. Like, it's it frustrates City. Let them have possession. If they get shots off, yeah, fair enough. Like, but don't make them easy shots. And then you know that they don't have an out and out centre forward, so they're not going to go long or they're not going to try and do anything with that sort of thing. Like it's like this result, if anything did more for, (laughs) for Liverpool than it did for themselves because they just went out and did exactly what we all thought they'd do against Burnley, a team where they needed to dominate possession and go out and get the win. They completely shat the bed. Like, so, you know, I think uh, if Conte sticks around, it's only going to be because he's gotten uh, promises from the board that they're going to be spending a lot of money. <laughs> and uh, with the way uh, with the way Daniel Levy operates, I I anticipate if they're going to be spending a lot of money, it's because they're going to be selling a lot of players. And whether or not Harry Kane is one of those players, I don't know. I think he should be because I think it's I think even he'll never admit it, but I don't think he wants to be there. But anyway, that's just my two cents. 
a player certainly good enough to have a few trophies in his back pocket. Yeah, it, it was a great week with the title race, the race for fourth, the relegation battle, all getting totally mixed up. But we're going to move along now and take a look at game week 27. We have both a double and blank game week coming up. It's been a real mess this year with all the fixtures. I hope you're following Ben Krellen on Twitter to try and plan your team for the future. Well, let's see what we have. We have, South- we have Southampton taking on Norwich. Leeds will play Spurs. Brentford versus Newcastle. Crystal Palace versus Burnley. Brighton versus Villa. Man United will play Watford. Everton will take on City. Uh, West Ham versus Wolves and Burnley versus Leicester as the last game of the week. In this section, we're going to do three high point potential thingies. I'm not going to find a word for that. Uh, we're also each going to give you our spicy little bit of bit of salsa to add to your team that we've each picked out and will be up for ridicule from the other podcast members. So. Um, I'm just going to say Burnley everything and uh, maybe Steve M you'll jump in on that one for me. Yeah, well I mean <clears throat> Burnley have kind of seen a turnaround in form lately. Uh Dyche was asked, you know, if they were going to if they're going to change the way that they play or their formation or anything like that and he said no because we're we're very close to what we want and then they proceeded to <clears throat> to 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 do that. Uh, 3-0 win away to Brighton's nothing to sneeze at, followed by a 1-0 win at home to Spurs. So they're kind of clicking now. I think Weghorst has kind of come in and he's kind of been the, the missing link that they needed. You know, uh, Wood and Rodriguez and Ashley Barnes are, like, you know, they're serviceable, but they're not going to get you the, the production that you need from a Premier League striker. So Weghorst adds that. They've also got Cornet back from the AFCON. I think he's a bit 50-50 for their first game against Crystal Palace, but if he doesn't play there, you imagine he will play against Leicester on, on the Tuesday. Um, but I think that's kind of been a big key. Like they're just, They've they finally clicked it together, and I think with these games in hand, the games can't come fast enough for them in the form that they're in. So um, there's definitely assets to be got. If Weghorst is gone, you might get Cornet like I did, or you might get a Jay Rodriguez if you're really stuck. Um, I know that a lot of the defenders are probably already gone, like Connor Roberts or Ben Mee or Nick Pope. Um, but there's with the double game we coming up, and especially the Chelsea boys, the Liverpool boys, and the Arsenal boys, all uh to, on a break because the Carabao Cup final. Like it's de- they're definitely worth looking at. Yeah, Bur- Burnley uh, coming up against two of the poorer defenses in the league, Leicester and Palace. So that's a good shout. Uh, Steve Lines, our second pick is the Man City attack, at least, if not also their defence. Uh, do you see him getting a few goals against Everton? Yeah, no, I really do. Um, it, it, like, no offence to Lampard or Everton, but like, it, it's chalk and I don't cheese. think There's Frank just... wouldn't take any any offence. He'd be alright with it. Do, say, say what you want. Yeah, no, Frank's a good lad. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just think... In particular, City will be able to overrun uh, Everton in midfield and dominate the game like we see them do against 90% of um, their opposition. So I think, obviously, a lot of these assets are going to be taken. But yeah, if you have your Foden, Sterling, Mars, which kind of seems to be the current front three in favour with Pep, and then obviously your Kevin De Bruyne's or Bilvas or 
Um, but maybe Gundogan, someone who is out, of, who was out of favour, might still be lying around on um, waivers. What could be worth a punt? Um, and similarly, when um, Man City are going to be dominating the ball, um, I don't think their defence will be made sweat too much, even with um, the kind of quality of Calvert Loon and Richarlison. They're just going isn't going to be the service. I can't disagree with you, Steve. I even I even looked at Gabriel Jesus. He's on the waivers in my league. Uh, my weekly thoughts about dropping Ronaldo returned, uh, but I didn't press the buttons to do that. We we agree that you wouldn't talk about this anymore. I have to let my feelings out. If I don't let my feelings no, out, bottled up, then Keep eventually I will up. actually drop Ronaldo. So I'm gonna Keep continue to talk up, about it, but not do it. So number three uh, is to target leads. So Owen, you might jump in on this one for us. Yeah, I think every week you should target leads at this stage. They're like just defensively catastrophic. Uh, Spurs will be keen to play well after a loss against Burnley, but they can always go and Spurs it up. I'll have Son, I'll definitely be starting him. I mean, if Kulazewski is knocking about in your league or possibly even... Not sure about Benton Coor. Maybe Heiberg. Heiberg wouldn't be a bad shout. Or the wingbacks. I would, yeah. Like, Kulazewski is a good show. I, I picked him up. Heiberg and Benton Coor are just... They play too far back. I don't... I don't... I like Heiberg. Uh, but, yeah, the wingbacks... I don't know are, why. Or are, are, uh, are Heiberg there. But just because there's a good chance that they could get 3-4 goals against Leeds if, if they manage to get the show on the road, which they might... I I think every week you should be targeting leads. I do think there'll be a reaction from Conte, especially after that loss to Burnley and the way he's reacted. I think they'll I think they'll go out and especially against the lead side that just seems deprived of any sort of fit and players that are on any sort of confidence. I thought you were going to yeah, say Conte will respond to this pod. Sorry, Steve. I was just going to say like Leeds play you know man for man and they're missing the spine of their team, so like they're just not able to go man for man with people and they, that's why they conceded 10 goals in their last two games that makes total sense so those are three things that we kind of agreed on yep yep there's points there fucking lap them up and then we have our own little bits um maybe steve lines little bits, yeah, little bits. you might reveal your spicy boy for the weekend um, my spicy boy for the weekend is someone I currently have, um, Armando Broja. Um, very good young striker. I think he's been in very good form. His performances have been very impressive, but he hasn't returned in a couple of weeks. So I think against um, a Norwich side where Southampton should create a lot of chances, I think he's finding the back of the net. None of that is this shit. I'll never argue with, with, with Broja doing unreal. I love that little boy. Uh, <laughs> he's as tall as you. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think he is six three. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah. he's very young though, so I'll we'll call him middle. I'm probably a half inch taller. Um, Steve M. It's like when people. Or, sorry. No, I was gonna say it's like from when people from Limerick call you kid, even though like you're 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 older than them. It's like kid, what? All right, kid. I'm not a gold uh, eater or a child Steven gold. <laughs> <laughs> have Have you got a a bit of chili for us there, Steve M? Yeah, I was thinking. I, I just as a bit of a side, uh, an aside. Like, do you guys watch hot ones? I was thinking when you kind of come, come up with this, like a bit like salsa or chili or spice, or whatever. It's like imagine like one episode where we just got like chilies and we ate them, 
just before we started talking just to see like hear the like people hear the pain in our voices as we try and get through like who we think is going to be the good defense for this week or something i think that'd be pretty funny or as a punishment for sweat (laughs) see you can hear the sweat (laughs) or i was gonna say Um, but yeah if your spicy prediction doesn't pay off actually the next week you have to do a forfeit so you 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 bet a level of spice on your pick and then next week, oh. if it doesn't come off, that's time interesting. To, time to pay the reaper. Literally. But I mean, like it, it, it feels like if you start, if you get on a losing streak, like it, like at what stage does it stop? Like at what, at what stage then are we getting the ghost chili in to fucking like, <laughs> end uh, someone to one of anyway. the panelists? <laughs> end someone's life yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway to get back to my spicy point uh i think uh i think uh kulazewski is a, a player to to pick up and if you if he's available in your waivers or your leagues um i haven't picked up for uh, for this game a goal and an assist against uh city um who didn't really do too much against burnley but i, I imagine with the way leads are going at the moment and Spurs looking for a response. I think he'll do something. I think that front three of uh, him, Kane, and Son is more or less set in stone now. Uh, I don't think Mora Bergwijn are getting a, are, are good enough, and I think Conte wants to stay with Kulusevski. Good shout, Steve. Just when you talk about spice, uh, the funniest thing I've seen is every time John was in the league, he'd say curry. His his glasses fog up. <laughs> a big red face. Yeah. Yeah. he's like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. So, my bit of spice for the week, uh, I reckon that Man United won't beat Watford in a traditional way, in that their forwards probably won't score and they're going to have a difficult time. So I'm backing McTominay or Fred for a goal this weekend. So, pick them up. They're going to do it. This is Lock it up! They're coming in hot. This is a 9 out of 10 spicy boy here, so... <laughs> Get it in. <laughs> <laughs> we have to figure out what that means. Yeah. Like, does that mean you have to eat like ten jalapenos or what? Like, <laughs> no, I, oh, I, sure, I certainly good. hope I don't get uh, don't don't have to pay for my actions. Uh, I must admit, on I'm a fan of this. I'm a fan of this part of the segment. I'm especially a fan because of the part that I created for it now. So I will allow it. <laughs> I will allow it. You should have banged a hammer. <laughs> Okay, that's that's <laughs> the Premier League's Game Week 27. Let's look at the Fantasy Football League's Game Week 27. In the Jingle the Jester Memorial League this week, Stephen M, you'll be taking on Tig, the European bottler. Cahill Connolly will be taking on Mitch. Connell McMullen will play Thomas Ivory. I'll be playing Mark Clausey. Mark Gary will play Porrick Sheehan in a close-to-the-top-of-the-table battle. Owen Dillon will play Andy Harrington. Paddy will be taking on Steve with his 27 players. Team Autodraft Ray will take on Connor. Connor will hope to end his three-game losing streak. And John will be taking on Gary. So, boys, uh, maybe Steve Lines. We take a look at your team first. Tell us, tell us what you're going to do and help me with my team. Um... So I, I have Nick Pope gotten goal. I had him kind of picked up last week with an eye on kind of players missing. Uh, similarly with that, um, I picked up Connor Roberts again just minutes and they actually have five clean sheets in their last seven games. So Sean Dyke is back. Very burning. Um, 
I'm missing Van Dyke with no game, so it'll be Dinya and uh, Emerson Royale alongside Roberts. Um, Emerson should be a good shout for a clean sheet against Leeds, and Dinya, pff, I don't know about him, but he's, he's, he's someone who can throw in with an assist or something attacking, so he'll stay. Um, my midfield for the week is weakened. Um, I just have Foden and Rafinha available there. Um, and then my remaining players that are actually going to be in my lineup are Antonio and Broha up top. Um, my hefty players missing list includes Saka, Reese James, Diego Yata, Lukaku, and um, you alluded to Paddy's 27 players for this week somehow. Um, so I actually dropped someone with a game week to bring in Ziyech for the future. Oh, very interesting. Nice pickup in Ziyech. He's, he, he's even playing that wing-back position or playing uh, on the wing. So, yeah, yeah, he has been getting a lot of minutes recently. Nice pickup. Yeah, he seems to just kind of be chipping away with contributions and I'm kind of nervous of Lukaku getting the chop by either me or Tuchel. I'm not sure who'll do it first. So you're nervous this week, Steve. Paddy has uh, Paddy is the Russia to your Ukraine. Although maybe I shouldn't make that joke. Um, I'm not even nervous. I'm just I'm gonna take my defeat like a boy. I'm not gonna do it, do it like a man because I'm not gonna fight. I'm not gonna try and win the week. He's just gonna outminute me. Fair play. He he's following Ben Kremen. He knew he knew how to construct the lineup for this week. Let him off. Steve M, how are you set up? Yeah, so I had to make a <clears throat> a couple of adjustments to my team um, for this. I decided to bring in Larice uh, instead of Robert Sanchez just because they're playing Leeds and I fancy them in that matchup. I also have Emerson Royale playing in that matchup, which I'm happy enough with. Uh, Cancelo will play against Everton, and then for, <laughs> I don't have a third defender. Because I have Matip, Roberts, and Thiago Silva, so I want. I'm not going to drop any of them because I'll never get them back again. Um, so I, I, I'm just going to go in with uh, one less, uh, <laughs> one less defender. But uh, I have Bowen against Wolves. I have I picked up Kulusevski again to play Leeds. I have Madison who's playing Burnley. But <clears throat> the only thing I have going for me in that one is that Madison scored two really nice goals in the Conference League against Randers uh, yesterday. Uh, one was a free kick that like didn't that just it, it hit the side net and before it hit the back net, which was just lovely to see. And then the other one was a, a nice uh, long range shot from outside the box. Um, Saint Maximan is playing Brentford. I picked up Cornet and dropped Rashford um, because of the double game week and because Rashford uh, played absolutely terrible against Atletico Madrid. Uh, Mares and Richarlison, uh, so I'll have Salah on the bench. So. Yeah, like I reckon it's hopefully enough to be Tyg, but Tyg has a lot of good players. So, you know, I'd made the adjustments within reason that I could to try and get the win. But uh yeah. For the week that's in it a pretty strong lineup, Steve. Uh, I'd, I'd I'd kinda of be backing you to beat uh Tyg. I I don't think too many people will have uh fifteen, sixteen games being played <laughs> for the week that's in it. Uh, I'll just run us down through my own team. Uh, I have Vicente Geisha there, uh, potentially injured for the Burnley game. Uh, I may take him out in the next half hour and put in, uh, I don't know, was there Hennessy? Or, no, is it, is it Caballero for Southampton or something? Uh, not, Fraser Forster. 
That's Fraser Forster for Southampton. Uh, not not spectacular goalkeepers. I, I was I was just following the news. I might just leave Gaeta in. So then Allison's on my bench. One play. Christiansen one play. I have two Arsenal defenders in Gabriel and White. One play. I have Laporte and Diaz and Bilva. Three City boys. I have Gallagher and Coutinho taking on Burnley and Brighton. And Ronaldo, who I might yet drop, is playing Watford, and Son will play Leeds. So that'll leave me with Mane, Ben White, Gabriel, Luis Diaz. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 Gabriel Martinelli, as well as Gabriel Magales. Are they pronounced differently for the two of them? Uh, Gabriel Magalesh and Gabriel Martinelli. Okay, I was wondering, was one Gabriel? So I, I have uh, I have eight players. Um I didn't want to dismantle my team this week. I, I kinda I, I'm comfortable enough that I can just leave it as it is, maybe lose this week and if I have to fine tune for the week afterwards, okay. But um I, I wanted to keep the double arsenal defence for the games they have coming up and they also have a decent playoff period, so I, I kinda decided I was gonna keep him. Um Mark Clasey's team is a load of shit, so I wasn't too worried about that either. Oh, <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah. Um, Almost the perfect way to end this episode. Yeah, I mean, like, it kind of kind of is the story of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> what a load of shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, uh, there we go, the new format. I think we have a bit to learn. Did, did you have fun, guys? <clears throat> uh, I had fun, <laughs> but I didn't have fun learning. Did you have fun? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what had uh, more fun if we well, could have that to, segment I, earlier? Uh, if I speak, I get in trouble. So you know, no, it, no, it was good. It's good, but I just need to do a bit of fine tuning. But no, I think this will be a good format going forward. Is that, was that a Jose Mourinho quote? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Steve Lyons, thanks for coming on. Uh, we'll have we'll have uh, we'll have three panelists the next day out. I hope uh, it'll be nice. Um, you'll have a you know, no, you'll have the host, you'll have the co-host, which is me, and then you'll have the two panelists. Assistant Ooh. to the co-host. Me. I'm I'm well, campaigning for assistant to the co-host um, in this new format. Well, uh, well, I'll have a meeting with you, Steve Lyons, later. I'll never fucking hear from him again. I'll be there with the glass. I'll be there with the glass against the door, yeah. listening eagerly. Um, Sounds like he's we... crying. <laughs> there we have it. Can confirm we have tears. If you, the listener, want to get in touch with us, the podcasters, you can do so on Discord. That's available in the podcast description. You can follow us on Twitter at at the FPL Jingle, and you can see the league. That'll be linked in the podcast description as well. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs>